Okay, hello everybody. Yes, this is Quinspiracy. My name is Anthony Quinn, and I'm just going to start right away because I have Matt Marin here graciously waiting for me. How you doing, Matt? Good. How are you? Dude, I'm living the dream, man. I mean, what do you even say when people ask you that anymore? I just say good, how are you, and hope they have a better answer. <laughs> See, you're a smart guy. That's why I wanted you on this podcast because you <laughs> <laughs> you demand better, dude. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say I'm Matt Marin. I see him around. I see him at some open mics and stuff. But he's a pretty ambitious comic. Um, runs shows. Does uh, you do your comedy fight club thing, right? Yep. We uh, comedy fight club is the uh, East Coast version of LA's roast battle show. Uh, it was the roast battle show it was on Comedy Central. We uh, were doing it weekly at the Stand Comedy Club before the pandemic. Then uh, we were doing it weekly on and outdoor venues, and now we're uh, a little bit less than weekly. It seems like we're doing it once every few weeks or once a month or so. But yeah, we're still doing uh, live shows uh, at venues we can find that'll let us do them and uh, streaming the live streams on uh, YouTube when we do it. And let me just say, they're awesome. Um, to be able to have people busting on each other and still um, remain positive and support everybody like you do, I think is fucking awesome. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it, it's roasting. You are saying fucked up stuff, but at the end of the day, it's all in good fun. I was talking to Mark Henley about it one night, and I was like, dude, you know, I don't think I need any roasting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm more like a, a prepared cold cut. You just cut me and eat me, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Enough preservatives, you know. Don't roast me, man. Just love me, dude. Right, yeah. Some yeah, for some people get into roasting and like, oh, it's a thing to do in comedy and they start doing it and they like it's like you you're like actually a person with feelings and like humanity. You probably shouldn't do this. This is for this is for the soulless ones of us. That's what I was gonna ask you, but um, you know we'll get to the conspiracy stuff. But like, what's the most butt hurt you've seen? I'm sure you've seen some stuff, but has anybody actually like cried? Have you had to like go get people out of the bathroom or something? Uh, not during the show. I don't. Uh, I think there was one time a while back, maybe during the show, somebody did like walk off stage. That was a while back. But for the most part, people kind of keep it in until afterwards because they don't want to seem like a bad sport. But then afterwards, I'll get the DMs like, can you believe they did that and they actually said that? <laughs> now, is there no hold bar? Like, do people get like really crazy and you're like, yo, Bob, you, you know, I mean, because I think personally, I think, you know, as you know, somebody who's trying to break into comedy myself, um, you know, if somebody's fat and all you say is they're fat, is that you know, artistic after a while? Um, well, I think it can depend on, um, if you have somebody who has one thing and you go after it in the same exact way, then it can kind of be a little bit dull and the audience probably just won't react as well. Okay. Um, well, there's a few different ways. There's like ways around, like there's times there's where I've gone against ways. someone yeah. where yeah. mention ahead. one thing about them, but I'll do it from several different angles. Yeah, and you yeah. can kind of keep it fresh that way. Or there was one time where I went against someone who I didn't really know, and all I knew there was that they were married, and I thought it'd be funny if every joke I'd just say they have an ugly wife. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of did it in the same way, but then the joke became that I was only doing that. Uh, I said, he's a real animal lover, which you would know if you saw what his wife looks like. And he's a big Harry Potter fan, which is why he married a fantastic beast. So, so, and, 
after like three or four, I just said, um, uh, I've, I've been, I've done the same joke a lot. I feel like I'm beating a dead horse face. <laughs> so there's, there's ways where you can like artistically kind of do the same thing over and over again, but make that the joke. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there are also times I've seen someone kind of just do the same joke over and over again and it gets old and the audience doesn't react by the fourth time. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's all different ways to do everything, and everyone has their own style. But yeah. I'm saying, like, you know, what what it's what comedy is about for me is trying to have an opportunity to showcase my abilities. You know, right. trying to like show get in a, a a situation where I can be around not just jaded comics. Yeah, <laughs> like yourself. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to include you in that, pal. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so, you know, when I see somebody, when I see a roast dude, I'm looking for originality. I'm looking for somebody to make me laugh about something that's not necessarily obvious. Yeah, and I think there's ways to take a, the thing that is obvious and then reference something that isn't maybe yes. or take a, take an original way to get to yeah. there. Um, and yeah, and uh, Comedy Fight Club, we do have people who, like uh, Mark Henley you mentioned, uh, his his he brings a very unique style to roasting. It's not the uh, typical set-up punchline joke, and his <laughs> battles are some of the most entertaining ones. So I do think it is kind of a showcase where anyone... I grew up watching the Comedy Central roast, and you had like the Greg Giraldo, and uh, oh, yeah. Jeff Ross is just saying straight jokes, but then you had Gilbert Gottfried kind of doing it his own way. So I do think it is a, a style of comedy that really is open to uh, showcasing any style of comedy. Absolutely. And when you said that, it reminded me, and I'm sorry, man. I'm. I know you think I'm a younger guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry to break this to you, but I remember I ordered the Dean Martin roast years ago. Yeah, I remembered yeah. them from when I was like a kid, but I remembered they were good and I wanted to see them. And yeah. some, like if you order the whole thing and you watch the whole thing, some of them are amazing. It's a little hit or miss. But I remember the one with Sammy Davis Jr. And mm, um, I mean, yeah. they're going all in on him, dude. And it's everybody. It's like governors and shit. <laughs> Yeah, I've watched a few of those. Some of them have, some of them are in full, or a lot of those clips on YouTube, and uh, it's wild. Don Rickles being up there, and like Flip Wilson's the one black guy on the panel, and oh, he yeah. just goes, "Flip Wilson's here to clean up afterwards." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and but Sammy got up. I remember Sammy at the end yeah. of his thing got up, and you know yeah. Sammy Davis Jr. Who didn't love that guy? He was just the right. most sincere dude. He could have you in a second. Um, and he just looked right at the camera and he said, he just looked, he said, listen, when people stop talking about you, that means they don't love you anymore. Yeah. He said, cause I mean, he, people were saying these vile things about him and he was on the floor laughing. He couldn't yeah. stop laughing. And that's what it's about, dude. And you know, yeah. we, we've gotten away from that a little bit, but I think uh, what you're doing is kind of like, um, preserving that a little bit and, and good job. Thank you. I try. Uh, yeah, I grew up loving the roast. Um, and uh, yeah, with the dais, when you have a guest of honor, it very much is about uh, showing respect and love. And sometimes with the roast battles, it gets a little away from that because you get people matched up who don't really know each other. Yeah. Um, but And it's also a lot of comedians are fairly new to comedy or yeah. new to roasting. But ideally, the people who roast each other get closer and become friendlier after Absolutely. they roast. Well, that's what life's all about, right? Like trying yeah. to make it work. If you really want to, and I learned this, if you really want to be a comedian, dude, you got to make it about the comedy, dude. It's yeah. not about other people. It's not, you know, everybody, a lot of times people want to buddy, buddy up and that's fine. But when you're up there, you're up there alone, dude. You know? Yeah. So uh, anyway, um, so dude, are you a conspiracy guy? 
A little bit. I feel I'm interested in them. I don't. Uh, I I'm don't almost afraid to ask because yeah. you seem serious about the shit you really like. <laughs> yeah, I don't go full. Tin, I've never gone full tinfoil hat or anything, but okay, I've read a couple right. of Jesse. I've read a couple of Jesse Ventura books. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You're a big wrestling guy, dude. I was the biggest wrestling guy. And let me just. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna pull my hardcore punk rock points right now. Okay. Yeah. I had... <laughs> A friend of mine had, a, I think I had second, it was second row, I had at the Viking, um, la, the Viking place, the Viking, what was it called, the the flea market hall where they used to have the ECW arena in Philadelphia. Oh, wow, okay. I had, I had second row seats to that for almost like a year or two. And we used to be on wow. TV every week and shit. And that was where the resurgence of wrestling, like, I kind of understood wrestling when I was a kid, but when I went there, I really understood it, because it would be like people like... New York sucks, Philly blows, New York sucks, Philly blows. And then the sand yeah. comes out and like people are drinking, he's giving people beer and stuff. It was crazy. Yeah, that's um, one of the, um, I don't watch a lot of the modern stuff. I don't watch as much as I used to, but old ECW shows are some of my favorite wrestling oh my things God. that I've ever seen. That was, that show was kind of uh, what I based a lot of the uh, kind of feel and vibe I was going for with Comedy Fight Club on was I was thinking those old ECW shows. Dude, it was like Sally would come out and be like, you fat fuck, you yep. fat fuck. It's like <laughs> everyone's united. We were yeah. just screaming, Philly blows and New York sucks. But now everyone's united against Sally. You know, this is fucking yeah. awesome, dude. At Comedy Fight Club, if somebody ever mentions AIDS, the whole crowd will chant AIDS. <laughs> we got a chant heavy crowd too. <laughs> I love it. All right, so... We'll have to talk about that some other time. I'm going to have you right. on my other podcast, the food addiction one, and we'll talk about your addiction to wrestling. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's the first? Um, what's the first like conspiracy? Like when you were a kid or whatever, the first time you were like, "Oh, this is a conspiracy that kind of sparked your interest," and maybe you were like, "You know, something strange about this." What's the first one? Except for nine eleven. Nine eleven is usually people's first one. What is there a different one? Well, not not even nine eleven. Where well, I guess I like JFK would probably be the one. That's everybody. Um, you know, that was my first. Yeah, really, that's so. like everyone's because that's also it's not just one like that was a uh, I was a kid when nine eleven happened, and even if I did hear conspiracies, like you didn't even like pay for me at least. I didn't even like pay attention to them. JF the JFK is the one that. Um, has seemed like it had the most legs, the most written yeah. about it, the most talked about it. And uh, the more research I've done, I almost think it's more of a conspiracy to think it wasn't a, like a conspiracy. It's you know, it's 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 crazy. You know, I think that's the one everybody busts their cherry on. Kind of, I know that's a yeah, crude yeah. Italian meatballish way to put it. <laughs> yeah, well, because I think a lot of it is like getting at least interested in conspiracies. Uh, it takes uh, seeing a conspiracy where you feel like there could be some truth to it like seeing or hearing conspiracies that sound unrealistic wouldn't get me interested but the fact that oh like there's conspiracies and some of them sometimes end up being true well the jfk thing what ha you know i've been i've been um i would say i was more of an enthusiast at one time but now i'm leaning as more of a skeptic i think it, yeah. especially like you know that's one of the reasons why i have comedians on here because if you're somebody that's going on stage a lot um you know you have to be sharp dude you know we have yeah. decent bullshit detectors so you know and i've i've seen a lot of stuff i read a lot of stuff about jfk and it's just there's so they're saying so many different things could have happened like you said eventually you're like hey maybe it was lee harvey oswald <laughs> 
maybe it was him. You know, I mean, that's that's kind of when I start hearing all kinds of bullshit. Maybe I start thinking back to the original story. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the, that one is just uh, at least like at first it it got me interested in learning about conspiracies because it seems like this could be real. But after a while, I kind of just like hearing crazy stuff. Like, at this point, <laughs> at this point, like I. I've never believed pretty much anything any QAnon conspiracy person has said, but there's a part of me that's like, I really want to hear the depths of what they believe and how they got there, yeah, just like well, out of curiosity. Yeah, that's a whole different thing. That's kind of like, you know, um, you know, people just, you know, like a car wreck or something. Yeah. Um, with this yeah, and I have a little, yeah, I have some of that, but then also the fact that some of these things end up being true, like the Gulf of Tonkin starting Vietnam would have been a conspiracy 20 years ago. Jeffrey Epstein would have been a conspiracy. So then it's like, who knows, maybe not a QAnon thing necessarily, but maybe something that today we look at people as being crazy for believe a hundred years from now, we're like, oh, there was some truth to that. Oh, 20 years ago, there was a CIA guy on the conspiracy circuit that was saying there was child pornography rings. And that yeah. the um, uh, there's a woman that said she was hypnotized and had um, gave George Bush um, uh, oral sex. I mean, there was all this stuff. They said Operation Caterpillar. And what happens, this is what's weird to me, Matt, is that uh, the, the conspiracy stuff changes. It gets regurgitated. And then the version you get of it, a lot of the other old stuff is left out. And I don't know if it's a conspiracy or if it's just they're trying to give people what's more interesting. What's more clickbaity? You know? Yeah. In today's world with social media with everyone having a voice, I can't imagine there's like an organized like thing. But I could like theoretically I could see there's probably someone in power or some group of people in power who throw out crazy conspiracy theories to dilute the real ones yes, almost. Yes, yeah. Well um, it's all diversion. Yeah. yeah. The powers that be want us to think that they're very, very powerful. And I really there's definitely rich people that want to stay rich, Matt, and they're definitely don't want us, don't care about us, and don't want us to have anything. I agree yeah. with that. That's, you know, that's, you know, that's happening. But like you said, I mean, what, they're Americans that are, that are, that are doing this? Who's in the CIA? Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, there's also just enough people who have, like, an online show who are going to get more views if they say the crazy thing. And, and I don't it. think they're controlled opposition. Well, that's it. You know, what I was talking about, what I've been talking about recently on this podcast is when you're all in, like, say you're all in on the QAnon stuff, right? And this, I think yeah. this is what happens with the QAnon stuff. They're like, people are so against liberals. They're like, liberals, liberals, liberals. And then you're so against it and they're telling you everything you want to hear. By the time yeah. you get to the baby blood shit, you're like all in. Yeah, you know? and I think some of those, uh, I think um, some of those people also just never believed conspiracies, and then after Jeffrey Epstein happened, they were just like, "Oh my god, child sex slaves are a real thing," and they just like, they just like their minds just like went like, "I'm ready to believe anything because everything I believed wasn't true is now." Yeah, and now I, they just like went completely the other way. Yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, we have to try to get all the information and, you know, when you're, and that's, you know, we're going to get to some lighter stuff here because um, I have a big, I have a big beef with the UFO people. Okay, so, so, um, Matt, oh, this Matt. will be interesting. I've, I've watched a lot of ancient aliens in my life. <laughs> okay, so, so here we are. Here we are. Matt Marin on Quinspiracy. This yes. is Anthony Quinn on Quinspiracy. I'm going to ask you this question. I need all your brain cells. Meditate okay. if you have to. <laughs> yes. This is, this is a serious question. Are there space aliens from another planet 
that have been to this planet, that have landed here and exist here or have been here before? Go. I would not be surprised. I wouldn't definitely say yes or definitely say no. Um, I do believe that there has been... Uh, there have been things that we've either discovered or learned about or researched about UFOs and aliens that the CIA has covered up. Okay. I, yeah, right. I do believe there's that. Um, if that's the thing, when you, when you watch like one of these like Hangar 1 UFO files or Ancient Terrible. Aliens, They're they'll horrible. bring up specific things that uh, are legitimate questions and are curious, uh, but then no one could know the answer, but they somehow have the answer, and it's always aliens came here and fucked people. Like, it's always well, some variation of that. Well, my beef with ancient aliens, and you said you're a fan, and listen, dude, be a fan. Enjoy. People can enjoy that show. I'm not trying to belittle anybody, but dude, they make shit fit, and not everybody is a comedian. Dude that, you know, works in the tri-state area, you know? There's people that just believe this stuff, dude. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't watch it to believe it. I watch it for entertainment, and there are some things they bring up that are legitimate questions and are interesting that I may do some research on my own about, um, because there are just so many just unanswered questions that we have, um, but to, uh... My brother used to watch it with me, and he said, every Ancient Aliens episode is a math equation. There's X plus uh, uh, this mystery plus X equals blank, and all they do is fill the X with aliens. <laughs> Did you see Donald Trump on Ancient Aliens? Did you see that episode? No, I didn't know he was He was on an episode of Ancient oh, Aliens. Yeah. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah, very strange. I'm telling you. Did you see the um, the new Above Majestic documentary on Hulu? No, I haven't seen that. They got QAnon stuff in there, and it's the dudes, there's some dudes from Ancient Aliens in it. I mean, it's... Yeah. You know, and that's what happens, dude, is they blend everything. Oh, and, yeah. If you're a real conspiracy guy, you don't just believe one conspiracy. Like, it's all connected. But, but what, no, but I'm saying is they connect their bullshit. You know, I mean, if you're a conspiracy guy, actually, absolutely, you believe it's like an octopus. You know, that's yeah. kind of an octopus with different arms. But yeah, you're not going to you're not going to meet someone who believes in flat earth but also doesn't think JFK was killed by the government. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so what would you say right now? What would you say right now is your is your favorite conspiracy? If I had put you on the spot, gun to your head, what's your favorite conspiracy? You said QAnon, um, is that it? Is that it? Mm, I mean, QAnon I find interesting. I'd say my favorite one is the alien stuff because it's okay. so just there's so many different conspiracies and different I know. like uh, things at least like an angel Dale, it's like it's interesting to me that they, they'll have an entire episode on freemasons the pyramids like all these different things throughout human history that can't be explained and that's at least interesting i don't necessarily think aliens is the answer to all of them yeah but the fact that there could be some connection there um i think uh the alien conspiracy stuff seems to be the have the most like tree branches coming out of it in different directions it okay would be the most and, and also I, you got Giorgio the guy who looks like he was electrocuted talking <laughs> about it every episode and that's kind of fun and you know they were talking about Giorgio Giorgio used to be he used to produce bodybuilding events really um, I yeah. didn't know that yeah. this guy just keeps getting cooler <laughs> <laughs> so I mean like they talk about him I I've seen a lot of the debunkings and that's what happens Matt you know dude I tell people watch an episode three times, right? Usually, if you watch something three times, not in a row necessarily, but within a couple of days, watch it three times, you'll start to see, like, oh, look, they cut that interview there, and they cut that there, and they're mm. saying possibly, and they're saying yeah. this, and 
I was watching some um, uh, uh, something else on Netflix about like um, uh, near death experiences, and yeah. they were doing the same kind of stuff. And dude, I understand that they have a show. And if you look, Ancient Aliens, the the, the same sponsors that put on the Super Bowl buy advertising for Ancient Aliens. Really, I, I never paid attention to the advertising. Oh yeah, that's pretty dude. cool. Yeah, they're they're big. They have yeah. 16 seasons or something. So yeah. I mean, you know, and that's it. So when you like oh, I used this analogy the other day. When you when you have when you know the lock if you've sold Loch Ness monster stuff your whole life and yeah. then you find out the Loch Ness monster is bullshit, what do you do? <laughs> yeah. Well, that is that's probably where the cash cow is with aliens that there's so many different conspiracies within it that if you find out one isn't real, there's still like 20 other alien conspiracies they shift out there. Over. They just that's what they do. They shift over it. And when you see an episode of Ancient Aliens on Antarctica, you see another episode and none of the information from the last episode is in the new episode. Yeah, well, because they'll just be talking about ancient Egypt or the Stonehenge or something completely on the other side of the world 2,000 years earlier. No, but I'm saying it's still it, – I don't know. I mean you have to have journalistic integrity, man. I'm sorry. You know, it's just – it's – it's. I, I – you know, I'm trying to I, – I, I canceled – Ancient Aliens on my DVR. I, 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 I yeah. Well, I haven't watched. I haven't watched it in a while. It was one of those. If I saw it was on, I would watch it. All right. All right. So, what do you think? Let me ask you another question. What do you think about um, magic with a K, like mysticism? And you know, some of that, like what you were talking about, the pyramids and all that stuff. It's all related to that, really. Like magic with a K, like Aleister Crowley and stuff like that. What do you think about? Okay. So I never heard the term magic with a K, but I did. I've done some reading on Aleister Crowley and the whole sex magic. And yeah. sacrifices and that type of stuff um like reading about alistair crowley and the stuff he was into is like interesting yeah i haven't gone deep into reading like somebody like today who still believes in that kind of magic stuff so yeah, fill me in on a little bit of what yeah. is it like just a continuation yeah, of that it, stuff? it's really what they, he did was he took um you know like um ideas about mysticism and magic and he just kind of spruced it up and made it about like sex and drugs i mean that's like a very crude way to put it um, but that's, that's really what it is. It's just kind of, it's witchcraft, you know, and that's really yeah. what like the Mason, you know, um, Mason, the Mason stuff comes from. If you go into a Mason, um, hall, a lodge, you'll see a broom on the wall. Yeah. And if you ask them about the broom, they'll be like, well, you gotta be in, in, you gotta be a Mason to know about that. And what it's, it's about the craft. It's about, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a thing. It's to better yourself. You know, yeah, it's so at one point people needed to know this knowledge to stay alive, probably. Yeah, it seems like at one point the Freemasons, like George Washington was in it, and it was like an aristocratic thing, but now it seems like the Freemasons is like a fraternity for dudes who didn't get laid in college. It's an Elks Club, dude, yeah. For, yeah. for like 99, but the thing is, it, it's all coincidences, and it's it, not even coincidences, but there's a lot of people that are Masons because... They knew somebody like George Bush is all everybody's a Mason because they knew some high Mason that was like, hey, man, can you get inducted into my Mason thing? You can yeah. come by. We'll give you a key. You'll have a nice meal. And now you're a Mason, you know? Yeah. One of my cousins <laughs> is a Freemason. I only know because my brother told me him and like some other people in my family went to his like some ceremony there where he was being promoted or getting something and his wife had to call him worshipful master and she just was like yeah i'm not doing that <laughs> <laughs> worship yeah so there you go all right so yeah 
That's a perfect example. Thank you. Perfect example. So that was the ceremony. Now, for some people, that would have been like, we're getting a divorce. The fact that you would even be in a ceremony where you had to say worshipful master. You yeah. Know? But, uh, but they knew it was just a formality. It was just I like guess. some kind of, no, you guess? It just, I mean, I don't know. The whole thing just sounded kind of weird to me. And also, like, I had done some <laughs> reading and heard stuff about Freemasons and historically, and it sounded kind of cool. And then when I heard about, like, someone, my cousin of mine doing it today, I'm like, that sounds dorky as shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, if you need a job, if you're, like, trying to network and, and make money and be a salesman, maybe a realtor, go be a Mason, dude. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You'll probably meet people that can help probably. you. Probably. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. Um, so, do, so do you believe that, that, um, what, what do you, when I asked you the question, what I really meant was, do you really, do you think that practicing magic means anything? Do you think that people can put hexes on you? Do you think that there's, what about the voodoo doll stuff, stuff like that? No, I don't really believe in any of that. Any like actual supernatural power stuff. I don't believe I know. And I never really read much into that stuff either. I think a lot of the stuff I was interested in was like people's ideas or theories about things like, like listening to a podcast with a flat earther just to hear like how he got there (laughs) is interesting, is interesting to me more so than like actual, does this person is like psychics and, uh, or, um, I did a little like uh, sleight of hand magic and got into like the magic thing when I was a teenager. So I knew some like, uh, of the hypnotism and, uh, mentalism, a little bit of that. So like, it's cool as a performance, but anybody who like actually believes in it or like acts like they really do it, that was always kind of a turn off to me. But you know, what I'm starting to think is it's very similar to the actual magic. You know, it's like, it's kind of an illusion. Is it real? Is it not? Yeah, no, it 100% is a lot like the magic. But when I'm yeah. doing like, when I would do like a card trick or if I see a magician do a card trick, um, I know it's a trick and it's kind of a cool, funny thing. We're laughing. But when I see like a John Edward telling people he's talking to their dead yeah, relatives yeah. and, and like that it. stuff, yeah, that stuff to me, uh, or mentalist, even a mentalist trick where it's like you think of something and I'm going to draw it here. It's a crazy cool effect and trick and it's yeah. like fun. You're not really doing any damage or really lying to people. You're not acting like you actually have superpower. Yeah, Once yeah. you actually act like you have supernatural powers, to me, that's. I was a big fan of James Randi, the amazing Randi. Yes. I don't yes. know. Yeah. And he was like, he was a skeptic. Um, but. When it, yeah, like he would. Uh, there was a show I think back in the days. I saw some of it on YouTube where these guys claimed to actually have powers, and James Randi would go and debunk them. Yes, and yes. these people had like never had somebody not just uh, doubt them. They maybe had people doubt them, but they were always able to fool them. But James Randi was a magician. He knew every trick in the book. Mm. And it's wild when you see him expose these people. It's wild they thought they were going to get away with the stuff they were doing. That's awesome. And you know, uh, I was and I say this all the time, dude. If you really wanted to cold read people, you could, you know. And but I mean, yeah. if if it's if it's your thing, and you think that you're you know stuff, my my personal opinion is that's fine. Just be nice to people about it. You know, like yeah. you said, like don't say it's superpowers. Just you know, just say this is what I think. And this is what's going on. And if you can help people and you think you're helping people, that's fine. But unfortunately, when you're doing it every day, I'm sure there's a grift part to it. You know, I'm sure there's a part where you have to lie, right? I mean, I mean, John yeah, Edwards, but, you know, that but, guy, you know, he's he's a piece of shit. I love this. Are you a South Park fan? 
Yeah, I love South Park. Oh, I'm a huge. I love that episode with him. That's one of my. The John favorites. Edward, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I remember there was um, a TV show with uh, Chris Angel. Um, it oh, was yeah. like they were judging magicians or something, and one of the guys was claiming to actually have real powers. <laughs> and Chris Angel at the end did um, like or he said, uh, "If you actually have psychic powers, he holds up an envelope and goes, tell me what's in this right now.'" And of course he can't. And at the end of the episode, he reveals it said it's like a picture of the twin towers. Something he said: if anybody actually had psychic powers, nine eleven would not have happened. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and you so know, yeah, that's it's, kind it's, of uh, how I act, how I feel about. And some some of those people will say, well, we can't control how the powers work. It just kind of comes and goes. <laughs> and it's like. It's, I mean, maybe some people, it brings them comfort to see that, but some of the, some of those old Randy thing, there was a guy, um, who his whole thing was, he claimed he could turn a page without touching it. And (laughs) so he, uh, he just like stands next to a table with an open book and the page turns and James Randy comes out to debunk him and says, I believe you are blowing on it with your mouth, so I'm going to put a bunch of styrofoam around the book and see if you can do it again with none of the styrofoam moving. And all of a sudden, the pressure was too much and he couldn't do it. <laughs> the lights were too hot. I'm like, this guy the got to the point where he was on TV. I got to remember that people. one. Yeah. Sorry, he's Matt. Pe- this podcast would be better, but the sun's in my eye. <laughs> yeah. He's blowing a piece of paper with his mouth and telling people he's psychic. To the point where he's getting on TV, and like he has to know he's a fraud. Is he just a sociopath? Like, and I can't what, imagine that. that. That's what kills it. I saw this one thing where they had um, it was some, it was a total hoax. They they had a um uh, a house they said was haunted, and they put a fake story on the internet about it. And yeah. they told all the magicians not to look anything up about it, but they, they could come in and they could, um, you know, see what, what they thought. And three of the magicians, three, you know, whatever they called themselves, um, they had the story. And the story was total bullshit. The only way you could have gotten it was on the internet. Hmm. So um, <laughs> when you yeah. see stuff debunked like that and you see the look on people's face... Like when they when they revealed that there was no way that the person was lying, the look on their face was priceless. <laughs> yeah, that's. Uh, there's been a few TV shows like that. I've gone on YouTube wormholes just watching psychics get debunked, and it's people who've like made a living fooling people, and I think they justify it by saying they they're bringing comfort to people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you have, what I'm saying is if you have to do it, try to be nice about it. Um, yeah. There's a famous one called Baba Vanga. Have you ever heard of her? No, I haven't. She was, uh, I believe um, she was Portuguese, I believe. I believe it was in Brazil. But, you yeah. know, she predicted all this stuff. She Supposedly she predicted, I think, that um, Obama would be president like years before. But but when you when you look into it, it's like she couldn't read. She couldn't, you know, she didn't really speak that well. So it was kind of like people saying, what about this? Yes. And she'd be like, yeah. (coughs) You know, so So you just just never know (coughs) how much she really predicted. You know, how much is for the spin, for the book, for the money. There was, uh, I think Sylvia Brown was her name or the Long Island Media, maybe. It was someone who, uh, remember there was the, um, yeah. 
uh, case in Ohio where the guy had these like three girls in his basement and one of them I think her name was Amanda Berry she's like been in his basement for like 10 years and like 10 years earlier she was missing and they went on TV to the psychic the family and the psychic told them that she was dead and then 10 years later when she came out everyone was like oh so the psychic was wrong <laughs> yeah she said she was the bottom of lake or something right yeah yeah and there was I think my favorite one some woman went into a psychic with a picture of a little girl saying she was missing it was like a newscast uh, it was for a news show. This news reporter goes into a psychic with a picture of a girl saying she's missing. And uh, the uh, psychic uh, does some research and says, I think that she's dead. I'm so sorry. And the woman who's the reporter is like, this is a picture of me as a child. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, you came in. This was a gotcha. You tried to trick me. It's like, well, if you're a psychic, shouldn't you have known that? <laughs> shouldn't you have said, you're here, child? <laughs> yeah. I think... Uh, I never did this. I remember thinking it'd be a fun idea to just debunk a psychic me. It's like put my hand like down my pants and rub it all over my balls, <laughs> asshole, and everything, and then go into a psychic and shake their hand. And if they actually shake my hand, I know they're not psychic. <laughs> oh my god, dude! We're gonna high five next. Time. We're gonna high elbow yeah. next time. <laughs> oh man! All right, so so let's get off the poor psychic people, okay? We right. <laughs> We've hurt their feelings enough now. Right. So I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question. Now, this is a this is a heady one. This is a brainy one. This is okay. This is intellectual, man. I, mean, I know you're a metropolitan guy, so <laughs> you're gonna have to use it all for this one. Okay. Bigfoot, yes or no? Go. I think there is a creature <laughs> that we've like named Bigfoot. <laughs> Yeah, like, okay. Yeah, there is some type of creature that we don't necessarily have a name for what the species is. Okay, all right. And so several people, I think, believe they've seen Bigfoot, and they may have seen actual different species of things that we just don't have names for yet. Okay, all right. Uh, yeah, so That's I believe there's reasonable. some... Yeah, I think there's something there that people enough people have seen. Um, <laughs> but also, once one or two or three people say they've seen something, it just becomes like a wild thing that everyone just decides, like, everyone jumps onto the bandwagon a little bit. They're so I'm beyond sure there's some the bandwagon, are, baby. Yeah, They're beyond the bandwagon. <laughs> yeah, there's some people who are saying they've seen stuff that they probably haven't. But I think it's probably fair that in, like, the woods in the Northwest, a place that's not, hasn't been fully explored or maybe it has and i'm just talking out of my ass right now uh, but it seems like it's possible that there are species that we as humans haven't fully discovered well, um, well yeah what you yeah. said actually what you said i thought was um was pretty interesting and i've never heard anyone characterize you know say this say it this way but it could be actually a couple different kinds of things people are seeing and then just yeah. lumping them in as a phenomenon yeah, there. Um, one person says, I saw this thing, and somebody else is like, oh, that's similar to the description of the thing I saw, and then it all just becomes like, we've drawn the Bigfoot, Bigfoot at, monster. Sas yeah. yeah, Bigfoot monster, Sasquatch, <laughs> the Yeti, but it's all just like, kind of just thing, wild things people saw they couldn't identify. Same thing kind of happens with UFOs. Everyone's seen something different, and then at the end of the day, it's probably like a bunch of different things people have seen. It's not actually a flying saucer with aliens who look the same. Well, you know what's interesting to me is that people seem to buy into the Bigfoot thing more. Matt, I'm sorry. I hate to break this to you, but we'll never be as big as Bigfoot, buddy. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, I'm, I'm just sure saying, like, from people, people love just, this fucking guy. Yeah. 
Yeah, no matter how far I get in comedy, I'll never have enough people, as many people believe in me as there are who believe in Bigfoot. <laughs> I mean, anybody. There's people that don't even know what comedy is, but they believe in Bigfoot. Yeah. <laughs> but they call it a Yeti. I mean, I think in Florida they call it the Skunk Ape or something. There's all these different regions where they have a different name for it. There's the ab- Abominable Snowman, I think it's yeah. called sometimes. You yeah. said the Yeti and stuff. And listen, you know, I think it's... I, I want to believe all this stuff, man. I'm not... Yeah. It's just, dude, you know, if you're if you're going every day and printing up feet in the, in the forest, then you got to find one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. There's also some people who, once you dedicate your life to like finding whether it's any of these conspiracies, you can't all of a sudden and after 20 years be like nope none of it's real never happened no evidence you can't give up they're too far I think they have bad marriages Matt I think I I think a lot of it's probably just people who people who like they've seen the Loch Ness Monster Bigfoot they're looking for something in their lives that they could like go out and be like at least I did something interesting yeah yeah, they they grew up without a dad they're hoping Bigfoot comes by and plays catch with them or something. Yeah, maybe it was just a really tall person they saw. There's like people with gigantism, like uh, Andre the Giant. Yeah, uh, dude. If you watch, if you watch enough pro wrestling, you've seen enough seven foot people. If you watch NBA, like you know, maybe Shaq was out in the woods one day and somebody thought it was Bigfoot. Oh yes, that's another thing I'd like to talk to you sometime about too. Is um, uh, NBA? I'm a huge NBA fan. Getting back yeah. into it, I heard you talking about two twenty. Uh, or two, yeah, two K, yeah, um, and two K twenty, and it was it was terrible. I remember uh, the day I was just getting really fully into basketball again, and the pandemic hit, and it, I think it was March thirteenth. Yeah, just, it's, it was. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah, just, it was just, right the week of St. Patrick's Day. That was the day that they stopped my NBA, stopped being current on my game, and and I was very upset about that because I loved that. All the stats of the, you know, the, the, how they're performing, all that stuff is, is kept up on, on the game and they just stopped. Yeah. It was a decent season going. And then, uh, once the, uh, restart happened, some of the like storylines and teams, what they were doing was like kind of different and it, I don't know. But they didn't, they never, they never linked it back up to the game either. Oh really? I'm the uh, the video game never like re-updated rosters or anything? No, not that, not that, Mm. maybe I did it wrong, but no. No. Yeah, not in the bubble. The bubble stuff was all just on its own. And I'll tell you, I like the bubble games better than these games now. What do you think about that? Um, yeah, I think I've was I've been watching a few of the games since the uh, season started in the last week or so, and there hasn't really been anything that I mean, it's just uh, there hasn't been any like teams that have stood out as great. Or I mean, I'm a Knicks fan, and they're winning more games yeah, than I thought they better. would. So that's yeah. that's kind of yeah, exciting. Yeah, Knicks fan too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, the bubble. I wasn't a huge fan of the bubble games. I think also all sports kind of came back at once, so they were yeah. almost all competing with each other. Yeah. And so I was watching the Stanley Cup playoffs, and those games were super exciting. Oh, so really? next okay. to that, the NBA bubble games just didn't feel as exciting. Mm, interesting. It's just I'm watching these games now, and it just seems like summer league to me. You know, um, yeah, I felt a little bit about that way in the beginning of the bubble. It got a little bit more intense as it went on, but yeah, now I've started. I was watching football all weekend. Hockey's starting this week. Um, we'll see. NBA is a little lagging, a little bit behind for me. I, I'm sure that's a big deal for them. That Matt well, Maron yeah, personally isn't enjoying it. Yeah, yeah, always in the beginning of the season, though. NBA <laughs> has a long season, so I, it always takes me a little while. But I'm saying yeah. I've tuned into a bunch of games, and it just doesn't seem like. 
it you know with no fans or anything it just um it seems like like it reminds me of summer league but you know we'll we'll just yeah. keep trying and you know we'll, we'll stay positive <laughs> Yeah. So, oh, so I just want to talk to you about this real quick. Um, because I was playing, <laughs> I thought I was pretty good. I'm, I think I'm pretty decent at 2K. But I go on, I play kids online, and they they beat the crap out of me. Do you hang with the kids online or no? No, I haven't played. So the last 2K I had, it was like last year or the year before, is actually. I never really played it online. Okay. Um, All right. But in the beginning of the pandemic, I got the baseball video game, <laughs> MLB the Show. Oh, okay. And uh, I started. Pl- I hadn't played like video games like the pandemic was like i'm home all day with nothing to do but yeah. normally i don't have enough time i haven't played video games consistently since i was like a teenager but as i was playing it i was getting back in the rhythm of it i remember playing the sports games before got back into them getting really good and you go online and every game is like one nothing and nobody's scoring and everyone's amazing <laughs> yeah yeah it's you know it's it's what i've noticed about online thing is they know the spots more than the game yeah, it becomes more of a, uh, like, it becomes less about, like, I enjoy playing the computer almost more than people online, because yes. everyone just learns, like, the glitches in the game, yes. and you got some 12-year-old calling you a pussy. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, I mean, what I do is I just hang with them, and I, I, I D up on them the whole time and make them earn every point. So yeah. if they beat me, I, they still have to earn it. So, right. I don't know, it's it's interesting. It's it's definitely come a long way. I've been playing yeah. the games for 20 years, so... Um, I used to always try to explain that to people. I don't play sports, I just on just on video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I used to when I was younger, but now I'm old, man. Well, the games have gotten so good. There's times where I've been, like, out playing basketball, and I'm like, man, this is really making me want to play 2K. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. All right. All right, so, all right, I'll ask you this one thing. I'll ask you another thing, because believe it or not, I know you said you like ancient aliens and stuff, so so who built the pyramids? <sighs> Uh, yeah, uh, I, my honest answer would be, I don't know. The Great Pyramids, um, the Great Pyramids of Egypt, because now they're because, finding pyramids yeah. everywhere. They're finding them underwater, they're finding them in Antarctica, they're, they're like everywhere. Yeah, my honest answer would be, I don't know. I think anybody who says they definitely believe it was only humans, or anyone who says they definitely believe it was aliens is just guessing. Um, okay. There's because, yeah, there is like legitimate questions for how was human architecture at that time able to build that pyramid without some sort of assistance? Or maybe there's like things that humans, technology humans have back then that we haven't discovered yet. I mean, Um, I think that's probably it. We just don't know the method. I mean, the the thing always people is there's they didn't have the wheel. They didn't have the wheel. But I mean, I wasn't there. Yeah. You know, so I don't, I don't know what they had and what they didn't have. But I mean, my thing is like if aliens, space it's it's nice, dude, and it's amazing. But if space aliens came on a spaceship, you don't think it would be even a little nicer? <laughs> yeah, that's true too. But also, who knows what uh, where aliens were in their development at that time? They were still maybe kind of primitive too. I mean, I think the the most likely answer is that it was humans with some sort of technology we haven't discovered yet. Yeah. Okay. Um, no, that's a good one. That's a good maybe, answer. That's a great answer. Maybe there's more to pyramids than we know. But a part of me is kind of like, if aliens did come down to Earth, like. 2,000, 3,000, 4,000, 5,000 years ago, uh, why is the thing they would do is just build giant triangles (laughs) of anything to do? Maybe they did more and we just don't know it yet, but it seems like a strange thing to do if you, if any species uh, goes to another planet, the building pyramids seems like a strange first move. 
Well, you know, they're finding them all over the world now, okay? And they're like, but it was a power network. That, and, you know, honestly, I mean, if I think about it and I, you know, um, personally, I think, uh, you know, there were probably, you know, they're like, how did these, this civilization on the other side of the world know to build pyramids? Well, if you're building pyramids and you're living and you're having a good society, it gets around, People are like, hey, they built a pyramid and they're doing well. Maybe, you know, like something like that, like the beliefs, you know, and they're like, let's get a pyramid. Maybe we'll have a, (laughs) maybe we'll have a successful society. So I think it's something like that where it was just like the thing to do. It was keeping them alive, their beliefs, you know, and dude, I'm sure it was rough back then. (laughs) Yeah. The stuff, the thing, the main thing with alien conspiracy stuff is when you look at how many stuff in U.S. history in the last 50 years to 100 years of, um, in the last 50 years, really, of different UFO alien stuff that's been just, like, hidden and pushed to the side and deliberate, like, uh, every president, like, Jimmy Carter believed in that he had seen UFOs and he would, like, launch investigations. There was, like, a certain amount of, I remember seeing, like, each president having uh how many times they opened cases or looked into an alien thing and it was like 70 for this one 80 100 for this one uh george hw bush who was head of the cia like never looked into any or looked into like two and then after him it goes back to others looking into it more so i feel like when there's that much effort put into hiding something it feels like there's something there but when you don't know what it is, it leads to you going, they built pyramids and just and, uh, random stuff. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's just hard when you're dealing with politicians because any little thing they can use to leverage, they will use. And yeah. their teams will use and they'll be, you know, uh, supposedly Jimmy Carter saw it on a campaign trail and a hundred other people saw it. That's what yeah. they said. And they go out of the way to say that in the story that a hundred other people saw it. So they say that's why he couldn't deny it. And they say that... Every president gets briefed when they first get into office. And, um, you know, that what they find out is not good. And, yeah. you know, what it comes down to, it's a scare tactic. Tactic. It's, you know, there's supposed to be a big reveal where we find out that aliens are going to take over and stuff. And I think, you know, I don't know. I just think I want it. To, I kind of want there to be space aliens, but I think all that stuff is bullshit. It, it to some degree, like the the degree that they go to with it is probably bullshit. But I don't think it's a crazy thing to believe that there is life out in the universe outside of Earth. Absolutely not. No, yeah. no. There, there is absolutely. I would, you know, I just, I think we really don't understand life. You know, I think there's a lot of things. Life, you know, I think it's not meant for us to really understand. Like everybody's obsessed with what happens when you die and stuff. But, um, you know, I think life is beautiful, dude. We have comedy. We're lucky, man. Right. You know, we don't have to be miserable conspiracy people. We can be miserable comics. <laughs> yeah. If anything, like, I don't, even the conspiracies that I'm, like, interested in, it's never in a negative or miserable way, or, like the world's ending or anything. It's always, like, a curiosity and, like, oh, that'd be cool. <laughs> For me, at least. I'll take some adrenochrome. Sure, hell. Yeah. Why not? There was, I feel like the big alien conspiracy that I would see, they would cover it in like multiple episodes of ancient aliens it would come back to like this one theory is that at a certain point in human development we went kind of from um uh walking on all fours uh being individual like hunter gatherers not really having much of a society and in a relatively short period of time evolutionary we have civilization and the theory is that aliens came down and mated with humans and that gave humans the intelligence like modern intelligence that the human brain has and that theory i've seen be used to describe a lot of different things and like things stemming from that 
And uh, so something like that I look at and I'm like, it doesn't make me like pessimistic or look at the world in a negative way. I'm just like, oh, that'd be kind of cool. And that's kind of the extent I think of it. I also don't then look at that and think everything I know is a lie. I need to read every book ever written about aliens. <laughs> I just, I'm just kind of like, that's cool. Like I'd listen to a podcast about that, maybe read a book here or there. And you know, that's exactly the right attitude to have. And um, a lot of the people I've talked to about the ancient alien stuff, and that's why I've eased up about the ancient aliens a little bit, is because they just have fun with it. And they yeah. realize that it's not necessarily all based in truth. It's just, you know, um, I don't know. I just, you know, I'm not... I, these producers, the, the stuff, they're just saying that like Abraham Lincoln didn't write the Emancipation Proclamation that it was mystics. <laughs> that, Aliens yeah. gave it to mystics and they yeah. gave it to him. I mean, where does the, you know, I it's an know. old, it's an old psychology trick. Tell people a little bit of the truth and they'll believe the lie. Yeah. There's some kernel of truth in the beginning that, yeah, there is this strange gap in human development. I wonder what happened there. And then they just decide that aliens fucked humans. Yeah. Like just tell people a little <laughs> bit of the truth and uh, they'll either believe the lie or at least be interested in what the answer is and then go along with the lie for the fun of it. Well, you know, and what it comes down to a lot of times is mental divergence. Like people that are really upset about conspiracy theory um, and, you know, they, they just, they need it to be real. They yeah. need it to be real, but the the you know if you're happy about your life and you're doing not even happy, but you know if you're if you're living a fulfilled life, then you do exactly what you do. You like take it in, and you're like, hey, all right, let me if I interest me, I'll find out everything about it, and then I'll make my own decision. Yeah, you never really meet someone who's super into conspiracies who also has all of their shit together in their life. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, hey, come by my house for Thanksgiving, <laughs> unless yeah, you're they, a pagan. <laughs> they don't have the white picket fence, happy marriage, family with kids, and also QAnon. <laughs> come cut the Q turkey. <laughs> yeah, the oh, guy man. who was storming the White House Capitol with the helmet on who looked like Davy, like a hipster Davy Crockett or whatever. Yeah, that guy. That guy's not, that guy's not uh, living his best life. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, so it's just, you know, and what, what, this is what annoys me too about a lot of the conspiracy theories, um, Matt, is that, you know, we're living in a serious time now and we just don't need more fear mongering. You know, we really don't. Yeah, that is, uh, that's uh, where it gets to a point where I don't like buy into when conspiracies get to a point of fear mongering and being really political. Um, well, I guess some of them, like a JFK conspiracy, is political in its nature. But as far as like it being used to fear monger and uh, try and get people to act in some sort of a violent way, protest, like to me, that's when it stops being fun. And uh, I kind of look at the conspiracies as fun, but also a thing to really think about. There's something there that, like, no, the government may have killed a president because they didn't like whatever he was doing. I, um, that, is, that is something. Yeah. There's something to think about. Or Gulf of Tonga, like false flag operations. It's something to think about, but not to the point where I'm going and storming the Capitol or smashing windows and buildings or anything. Well, yeah. Well, that's the thing, is, dude. Is a lot of times I think the best way to approach it is maybe even you know with satire, with a little yeah. bit of skepticism and satire and comedy, and then you can see clearly because when you go, how do how do things work out when you go in angry? Never good. Yeah. Yeah. Never good, man. Have you ever gone on stage angry? Um, 
I'm trying. If I ever did it, it there's times I've gotten angry on stage in yeah. moments, and yeah, it doesn't ever really result in anything no, really no, funny, it yeah. dude. You know, it's just I'm just I'm trying to catch the love, man. I know. Yep. I feel like such a hippie saying that. Next time you see me, I may have like a robe on with like a beaded. <laughs> like a beaded necklace with a peace sign, dude. <laughs> You're gonna be a Manson girl. There's another conspiracy. The Charles Manson stuff is wild. Well, I mean, and you know the Manson stuff. So we can talk about that real quick. So Charlie Manson, right? The guy. I think that's one of the cases too that has gotten so much publicity. You know now. So was it? Was it? Why was the reason why that got so much publicity? Was it just because of the people were making money off it? Or was it to kind of shape us and scare us a little bit, and you know? Mm. I know there's some. There was some stuff where it like fit in with what the hippie movement was culturally, and there was also that uh, they went after, they killed a celebrity or a uh, Roman plant. Yeah, Sharon Tate. Like, yeah, yeah. Off. So yep. they went for news things, but the fun conspiracy, I guess. Yeah, well, quickly. I don't know if you have heard about this. That it was the CIA and the government kind of giving him drugs to experiment on people to test for mind control. <laughs> Yeah, I, I've heard that. Yeah, I've heard that. I've heard that's what I'm saying. I've heard several things attached to um to that. I've heard stuff attached to the Jonestown and stuff too. I've in everything. Yeah. And there's so like a lot of the conspiracy people would do the anti Semitic stuff too. They would just yeah. attach some stupid anti Semitic crap, you know, that just is their stupid little agenda. You know? Yeah. And that is the biggest problem in conspiracy theory. When people try to you know and it used to be, I think more like I just said, but now I think it's just clickbait, dude. You know? Yeah. A lot of it uh, nowadays with uh, the way the internet and everything is, a lot of it's definitely clickbait. Um, and there's always going to be confirmation bias. If somebody uh, kind of wants to not like Jewish people but doesn't have a real reason to, because there is this weird thing now with, like, bigots and racists. Like, they won't publicly – they don't want to publicly be seen as racist. So what they do <laughs> is they come up with a legitimate reason for why they feel the way they do. It's like, I'm not raci- I'm not anti-Semitic, but they do control the banks. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they'll come up with a conspiracy to support them being, like – what, 50 years ago, they would have just been able to be openly hateful and just say, fuck yeah. the Jews, but now they can't do that, so they got to come up with, I don't hate Jewish people, but I do hate people who control the weather. Well, you know, my thing is, is a lot of times when people are saying that, the people that are saying that, when you look at them, they have plenty of money. They have plenty of money, they just don't have enough to do, I think, mm. you know, and yeah. it's, it's, that's what really, really annoys the piss out of me. Well, you if know, they have a lot of money, what's the problem with Jews? That's what they I'm saying, they dude. They got everything they say that we have. That's what I'm saying. Exactly it. Yeah. You know, like, if you fucking have a problem, then start proving your point, man. Yeah. Stop clicking and pointing and start proving your fucking point. Yeah. Anyway, listen, we're going to wrap up. But, dude, I had a ball. Thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. This is fun. I, I always like uh, talking conspiracy stuff and random ancient alien stuff. Stuff that I kind of just find interesting and fun. Yeah. That uh, now in today's world has kind of become disruptive in a lot of ways. It's dude. It's you know, and this is the biggest conspiracy right now, Matt. Is that inform? What does information mean anymore? Yeah, with uh, and also I have a bachelor's degree in history. When you look through history, there's a lot of things where it's like we see, uh, like the way when you like study history as a part of a major, you get really into the weeds of stuff and you see both sides of things 200 years ago. But the way most people generally learn history is like this is the way it was, and it's kind of history is written by the winners. Yeah, the winners write history. Everybody knows that. 50%, 
Yeah, 50% of the country or whatever country you're learning about at the time felt differently at the time. And there's a lot of things that uh, even historically you look back on that weren't as clear-cut as we learned them. So now being in the time we live in now, thinking that we're more polarized, divided than ever, it's like people always were. It's just we kind of – history is written by the winners. That it's, uh, it's a wild time now, especially with social media as, like exacerbating everything. Absolutely. Kind of – there's pro- somebody will probably shoot someone over Bigfoot at some point. <laughs> you know, you know what it is, Matt. People just don't care, dude. You know. Mm. So this is this is my thing. All right. Now, you know, I think that honesty and truth could get just as much click clicks. Mm. You know, that on some level. I mean, I you know, it's not the it's kind of a crude way to put it, but I don't think you have that that things have to be poisoned like they're poisoned. You know, and yeah. what is who's poisoning it and why are they poisoning it? And that's the big mm. question. And really it's all for money, but I'm saying is can't can't they just make money doing the good stuff? I don't know. I mean, I know that's simple yeah. to say, but I think I think it's aliens. <laughs> I'm using every fucking brain cell here, man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Listen, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your perspective. You're an honest, hardworking comedian, and um, uh, we're gonna have you on again soon if you'll if you'll come on. Awesome. Yeah, absolutely. I had fun. All right, brother. We'll talk to you soon. Cheers. All right. Have a good one. All right, everybody. Matt Marin. I don't think I called him Mark once the whole the whole podcast. <laughs> Oh man, um, very honest dude. Um, and uh, go check him out. I, you know, I didn't have him do any of his plugs, but uh, Fight Club. I'm sure you can you can find him on the internet on on social media. Um, and please uh, go see him and uh, keep listening to this podcast. My name is Anthony Quinn. This has been Quinnspiracy. Mm-hmm.